Make it look easy with Sportsbet. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. And we are underway. From Rainbow Bay to Rainbow Beach to the Switch and everything in between. I'm going to have fun and you're going to have fun. You're a funny day. Go and have fun now. Your new local. You can love this place. It's the Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo. Hello, podcast family. Triple M's Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo. October 26. What are you looking at me for? I don't know. Can I ask I'd you? I'd rather look at you than him. <laughs> can I ask you what your relationship is like with your father-in-law? My father-in-law, yeah, it's great. He's a my father-in-law. Ken is a uh, a wonderful fellow who, when we moved up to Queensland, he uh, we lived with them for six months. Ken's an incredible cook. Um, he makes tiramisu. Doesn't he's a, he's a yeah he's a ripping cook. Uh, and he's he's a really he's quiet. He's a quiet bloke. He's sort of a little bit kind of avoids eye contact. Yeah. As a you know that's his yep. natural state of being. But um, I've known him for long enough now that he's a ripping. Well, fellow. I mean, the bottom line is. The father-in-law, you, you, you take his daughter yeah. in marriage, and so it's always a little bit awkward, right? Yeah. I'm blessed, um, second, third time round, um, that I've got the great Vernal Lloyd uh, Anderson as Aww. my father-in-law, one of the great blokes, and could not ask for a better guy in my life. And we've got a great relationship. But I think that might have come crashing down today. And there is a bit of repair. What did you do? Well, I caught him cheating on the golf course today, <gasps> and I caught him out on it. And Uh-oh. I don't know whether or not I did the right thing. Uh-oh. We were playing Stableford points. Right. And he said to me, I had a five and two, which was a five shots, sure, two yeah. points. And I said, eh-eh, you had a six and one. <gasps> and he said, I had a five and two. And I said, Okay. And then I said, <laughs> I've always wondered where Dax got it from, but now oh, I know. Oh, um, now, it was a bit lighthearted. But then at the end of the – so we get through the 18 oh, no. and we get the scorecards and he's crossed <gasps> out the five and two and written six and one and he didn't stay for a beer after. Oh, so no. I'm thinking – I think you've made a huge mistake. Huge. I think, it, I think I, you've made a huge mistake. Hang on, hang on. I think I've done the right thing. We're Aren't playing. You planning golf. on moving in with him? Yeah, you but idiot. I mean, hey, hang on. You're playing golf. Sure. It's a statement game, oh. mate. Just let him fair. win. But Just let him win. Golf is one of those games where really you're only cheating yourself. You're yeah. competing against yourself. Nah. You're cheating golf. I wasn't sure whether or not he was cheating or whether he got his count wrong, so I just stopped it at some assistance. Does I, the person who wins or loses buy beers or anything? No. Oh. He, he never won today. Here's the other thing. I would argue there's no greater asshole on the golf course than the person who counts other people's shots. Yeah. Oh, really? Just focus on your own score. Mind your own business. Mind your own. Get your nose into your own golf bag and get your nose anyway, out of it. I'm taking over a go bucket from KFC tonight. He loves KFC. <laughs> uh, that'll win him yeah, over. That Shut up and take my money. Yeah. <laughs> First, we need to talk about some uh, cricket because last night the Aussies went nuts. And again, Glenn Maxwell goes to 100, a second World Cup ton for Glenn Maxwell, his third in ODI. He has now picked up the fastest World Cup 100 of all time, just 40 deliveries. Yeah, sucked in, Netherlands. You can take your windmills and your tulips and get stuff. <laughs> we smashed you last night. 399 we made, and we bowled them all out for 90 runs. Uh, it was funny watching the batting, just how like out there they were. They were just slogging yeah. it. Like They knew that they could hit them that far. They were like, yeah, let's do yeah. this. Like, like, Let's just smack them out of the park. Glenn like, Maxwell, fastest ever 
World Cup 50. He did it off 40 deliveries. Oh, okay. went, it came, he came in with 11 overs to go in Australia's innings and just went nuts. Just had fun. Just full-blown nuts. Yeah, that'd be great. Look, firstly, I'm going to say to Mitch Marsh, who got nine, um, <laughs> you, 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 really, you really missed out on the party. Um, I mean, Warner gets 100, yep. Steve Smith cops 70, Lubbershane 62, and then Glenn Maxwell, who I will say mm. is a superstar in the short form of a game. He has been very good at 2020. He has made more money than God playing over in the IPL. He has he's been very successful. Mm. But let's call it what it is. This was flat track bullying at its best. This was against a side that scored 90 runs. Yes, they beat South Africa in an anomaly, but the rest of their form, they're a battling nation. They're not a cricket nation. And I can't believe that we're up in arms. Yes, he scored 100, but he, mate, it would be like me going and playing against the under-10s at Ipswich. Like, it's not like you're playing against these express pace worlds. And they were broken by the time he got in there. Warner had done all mm. the damage. They were absolutely rock. So, so what are you saying? I don't think he should be given that. I don't think, I think there's an asterisk next to his name for the fastest ever because you're playing absolute mud runners. That's and, not very fair. That's oh, well, a record. You got to play. You can only play what's put in front of you, Dobbo. Yeah, but mate, you don't go back it off and go easy and go. No, exactly. Oh, go easy on them because they're not very. This cool. is this is the fourteenth best cricketing nation in the world. Oh, stop it. We're probably thirteen. Stop, <laughs> stop it. We're fourth, we're fourth at the moment. We're fourth at the moment. We are yeah. close okay. to being number but, one. Dobbo, look, let me take you through. I I went and did a bit of research because I knew Likewise. you. I knew you wouldn't like this. And I think if you look back, some of Australia's greatest ever sporting performances have come when we flogged minnows in sport. <laughs> yeah, well, this is the problem. Australia v. American Samoa in soccer, 31-0. Oh, in soccer. In soccer. Archie Thompson <laughs> netted 13 goals that yeah, day. Yeah, but no one talks about it. Yeah, like, they no. do. I bet Archie does. Oh. Australia <laughs> Namibia at the World Cup in 2003, yeah. 142-0. Oh. It was oh. a bad day. It was a bad rugby day. Kangaroos like, against France, yeah. 52 zip. Yeah. Oh. But they're not hanging their hat on them. They should. Like, well, why? I mean, still you're, a record. You're beating up on teams that are, like play the Netherlands in another competition. I, I can't believe, like, all the Netherlands cricket players back at home, they said this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to our nation because you know why? We've actually made the World Cup. And yeah, that's great, great and I feel good. But seriously, let's call it what it is. Yes. He, he scored the quickest hundred in World yep. Cup. Yep. But you know what? Put the asterisks next to it. Do doing? it against England. Do it against India. I feel do it like against this is what Olympics is missing. We don't have people for reference to show how good people actually are. Okay. We need someone to balance it out so that we can go yep. see they're amazing because yep. this is what an average you, person you, is you like. Did, you didn't get to swim against anybody <laughs> from the Central <laughs> African <laughs> Republic? Well, like, yes, everybody... but they were in the heats before. No, but everybody, <laughs> that was a qualifying time. There was a qualifying time. To make an Olympics, you have to qualify for speed. and Our then you qualifying is very different yeah, to yeah, what yeah, theirs is, but what I'm saying is then you get to the beach, then you get to the semis, then you get the finals. So when she wins a gold, mate, the best. Sure. He goes and breaks a world record. Sure. Come on. Yeah, but then and the Netherlands have made it through their heat exactly. semi and they're in the finals. Australia will have to beat one of the top teams to win the whole thing, but it's not their fault that they have Glenn to put Maxwell, the dust to Paraguay the Paraguay didn't make it, did no, they? Exactly. <laughs> Where the hell are Paraguay? Where's Venezuela? <laughs> they didn't make they it. They cricket. Where's Ghana? They were in the heat. <laughs> Netherlands is a cricket-playing nation, and we kicked their ass. Yeah, so we'll take it. Thank oh you for one. God. Hey, you, you got to take wins you when you get it. up on me. I, I can tell you what, Glenn Maxwell <laughs> ain't putting that on his resume. I can tell you. Biggest chooses right now <laughs> with cricket. I reckon he's got that innings framed somehow. <laughs> right now. It's the final show.
The 12 month countdown has begun. Yeah, tw- oh, no. Are we going to do every day? 12 months till we get the freedom sausage sizzle, which yeah. takes place on election day. 364 days. And look, um, I thought, you know, it's very early for both sides, and we're not going to get all political, but they both are going to campaign and carry on, and they're both the best, and we're not getting into that. But what would be a good idea is if they took and heated some advice off us mm. of what they could improve, which would get my, which I think they'd get my vote. If we're going to, we want to give them the opportunity to win votes one by one, but we'll oh. just, we'll just tell them specifically what each of us wants. Spoon I feed them ideas. Mm, I mean. Well, that's great. Rather idea. than having to introduce big, broad policies like decreasing the cost of living and, and yeah. doing something about oh, the yeah. crime situation. Yeah. They're, they're, they're hard to tackle. Uh, look, I've got chronic back pain. So I would like them, and I just say this now, to legalise medicinal gummy bears. And if they could do that, if they could make it legal that I could just walk in and get a gummy bear to go to sleep every night to fix my back. Talking medicinal cannabis type stuff. Say what you want. I always try to be. If they could do that, and I think, you know what, for the sake of my my back, legalise gummy bears, and you got my vote. Oh, I like that. Okay, I'm going to go uh, intersection, uh, the intersection oh, of Stafford, Stafford Road and South oh. Pine Road. Mm-hmm. Horrendous. Yep. That set of lights. Anyone that goes through that set of lights knows it's horrendous. Mm-hmm. Can we just get a little overpass? You'll get my vote. If you just build an overpass, so I don't have to go through that set of lights, you have my vote. Okay, let's be more so. Okay, so Dobby <laughs> wants legal gummy bears. You want an overpass, overpass so that at uh, which specific point? At the Stafford Road and South Pine Road at Everton Park. Okay. You want them to build a bridge? Yes. Okay, a, so commitment, a commitment to build commit a bridge, or no, they've got to start. They've right. got to start putting pillars up and build it. Don't worry about the Cross River Rail. Just See, build I think me getting high is a lot easier to achieve. <laughs> <laughs> There's no th. I mean, technically, you both want to get high, just different. Lisa yeah, wants to be drive. on some infrastructure and yeah. you just want to pop a gummy. Uh, look, this is what we want to do. We want to help uh, both Anastasia and Dave and Robbie and whoever else is running for uh, the selection in 12 months from now. We want to give them very tangible things that if they fix, they will get our vote. One triple three five three. What needs fixing in your suburb or in your body as it is with Top Bob? One triple three five three. That's what we're looking for. Give us a call and just tell us again. Youth crime. Yeah. Let's have a they're bit of fun all, with they're this. All gonna, yeah. They're They'll all going to try and fix that. Uh, the the cost Health, of living, the housing crisis. All that. We it's all going to fix. We get it. What yep. about your local shopping centre? Does a car park need improving? What about Actually. if they bought a super rooster to Brisbane? Yes. Actually, oh, what, my God. I, know, I would vote. These all don't need to be road-based things, but I tell you what, if they, if whoever is prepared to sort out the right-hand turn onto the Gold Coast, Coast, Gold Coast Highway out of the Chugan shops, whoever sorts that for me, Voted. They get my They're vote. They're in. All right. One, triple, three, five, three. We'll take your calls next. Rush our Triple M. Jono, Cannon Hill, give us what you would get to win the vote of the leader for next year's election. How you going, team? Going good, good. Jono. Yeah. yeah. Um, if, I've been campaigning for this for years, but if anywhere needs an overpass, it's um, the Queensport Road railway crossing at Murray. Because um, everyone uses it as a rat run. And when those uh, gates get broken, there is traffic everywhere and you can't move. Also, we're in 2023. Why do we still have crossings, like exactly. rail crossings? Like we yeah. shouldn't have Ooh, to have what any. What should they do? Well, we don't need to go across train lines. Like Just most take... places around the world, you don't have to cross train lines anywhere. Just take them underground. Underground, like, like underpasses this. or overpasses. Like Milton, they have the train goes over the top. You shouldn't have to cross train lines. This it's 2023. So, John, they put the overpass in. Whoever does that gets your vote. Oh, absolutely. Oh, done. Oh, done. I'm with you, oh, actually, like it. John. Thank I you, think John it's o. good. Linden and Oxenford, good afternoon. 
G'day. Hi, guys. By the way, I've got to say thank you for the boots. They're wonderful. Ah, I won them off you the other week. Ah, the great. steel blue boots. <laughs> They're so comfy, aren't they? They're great. Uh, and Dobbo, good news for you as well, mate. It's already legal. You just need to get approved. Yeah. Just go through a screening process, you sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah, so mine, <laughs> mine, uh, so my, my idea is it's, they, they need to scrap the, um, the imported vehicle tax. We don't ma- manufacture cars in this country anymore. Why are we Great paying an imported point. vehicle tax? Yeah, because if we're not making that. our own, you're not encouraging us to buy locally because we can't. Exactly. So so we don't pay. Yeah. We, we have no cars being built no. or manufactured in Australia, so Great you haven't got a point. choice. Mate, <laughs> Lyndon, oh, pardon my smart. ignorance. You, yeah, that's very smart. Can Queensland do that? I think it has to or be. Does that have to be? That, is that an elbow job? Oh, actually, yeah, it could be an elbow job. I don't yeah. know. Would the state be able to do it at Why don't we start in Queensland hey. and then everyone can catch on? Lyndon, that is probably the smartest thing that's been said on this yeah. show all year. <laughs> yeah. Daniel from Ipswich, good afternoon. What would you like G'day. to get done? Oh, I think it would cover the cost of living and it would cover, like, food shortages. Like, you know how Ipswich has a couple of plants a year you can get for um, nothing from mm-hmm. the council? Yep. Why don't they just introduce a couple of, like, fruit and veg plants you can plant in your garden? Yeah, Ooh, you can plant a tree. Nice. If you want to plant a tree on your nature strip, Ipswich Council come and plant it for you. Oh, yeah. that's nice. You can get trees yeah, to, you can yeah. actually go into their um, nursery and you can pick up up to five plants a year. Oh. Yeah. So what are you suggesting, Dan? What's what do you reckon each, like each household tree. gets access to what a fruit and veg fruit and veg plants, you know? Potatoes. What about a homemade roast, you know? Yum. Out of the backyard. Now well, my uh, herb garden is very healthy. I have sage, I've got dill, basil. Well, if we're doing chives. this, Dan, what if we go a step further and everyone gets a chicken? You need that more than one awesome. chicken. Needs a friend. Yeah. Well, not yeah. if it's going to be lunch. Needs oh. a friend, or else you know, if you lose one to a snake, then at least you got uh, the other one. Oh good. yeah, then that's you need good, a dog Dan. to protect the chickens. Mm. Anyway, Lee, thank you, Dan. Lee from Kingaroy. Good afternoon. <laughs> G'day. So I've just come into the city for an appointment, and um, I lived in the states for nine years. They build um, like bridge highways above the highways. So if you're going through, say, from the Sunshine Coast down to the Gold Coast or into New South Wales, there would be a bridge above the highway, uh, like a, a highway above the highway for the through traffic with very few exits. Yeah, double-decker highway. It's like an it expressway. Was, they were brilliant. They were brilliant. Mm. So you go on the top the top level to go all the way through to the coast, just say so you're going along the I Bruce. Williamsburg yeah. Bridge is double. I think that one's double. Yeah. And San Francisco, yeah. they're double too. I like too. this idea, Lee. Yeah, yeah. Well, so it, was, it, wasn't, it was not even just bridges. actually highways like that. Yeah. that um, so they go they, if you want to go into a town, you take a bypass and you do the normal yeah. highway underneath. And then if you want to bypass the town, you stay up on top. Great. And there's very few exits. There's usually an exit at each end of the city, and then that's it. I don't know how this would go down, Lee. It might be a bit ageist, but can we make anybody that's over 75 <laughs> drive on a separate level? <laughs> well, they've got all the time in the world. They can do with the exactly. exits. Every Friday in this office, there's something that the staff here really look forward to happening. Yeah. Yep. Which is? Staff, staff drinks. drinks yeah. The drinks fridge. Drinks yeah, fridge yeah. is open. It does. It is the high point of a lot of people's week. Well, I want to declare the fridge is closed. Not what? Cl- not oh. closed. Not closed. Full. Okay. It Today. It needs to be restocked. It's nearly full. Yeah. <laughs> Today, F1 star, Lewis Hamilton, there's no denying he's an absolute star, he has released a non-alcoholic blue agave spirit called Almave. I'm assuming I'm pronouncing that right. He's yeah. released a drink, okay. right? It's yeah. non-alcoholic. It's a blue agave spirit. Why would sure. he do that? Okay. I know why you do it, Dobbo. Because apparently, when you're a celebrity, that's what you do these days. Drinks are very popular. 
They are lethal, and I think we've had enough of them. I think we're done with seltzers. I think we've got enough seltzers. I, I think we're done with all of it. <laughs> it, it. Ryan Reynolds, The Rock, Gordon Ramsay, Mark Wahlberg, Bob Dylan, George Clooney, John Bon Jovi, Post Malone, <gasps> Snoop Dogg, Brad Pitt, Drew Barrymore, Abby Chatfield, Inspired Unemployed, Fisher, Ricky Ponting, Sarah, Bloody Jessica Parker. All these people have released drinks. It's like they've gone from perfumes to drinks now. That's exactly what it was they're like doing. Britney Spears, they all had a perfume, and then they were like, even Cristiano Ronaldo had a perfume, and then they're like, nah, let's do Get drinks. Get a new idea. Wow. <laughs> Make a cheese. Belts. Make some to- Make some bloody belts. We've Everyone got enough belts. drinks. Okay. There's one bloke who you've left off that list who I think has done a good job, and and that's Ned Brockman. And he's got a chalky milk that's just coming out, and he's got his own chalky milk brand. And I think that I don't want that. I don't want the chalky milk taken off. I think it's a very, very saltless act to come out. All of them have got alcoholic drinks and salt drinks. Mm. A chalky milk, to me, that's all right. That's fine. That's yeah, fine. Like but <laughs> good for recovery. Like, th- th- this is where we're at. This is this is Snoop Dogg advertising red wine. And you better know by now, I'll never let anyone get in my way. That's the taste of redemption. Nineteen crimes, Cali red wine. I've tried it. It's not that great. <laughs> it was not not my fave. Gordon Ramsay. Uh, now I, this one I kind of understand. Has he's he got a the chef, spit right? from people's faces, and he's like. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon, Ra- Gordon Ramsay has, has hell seltzer. Chef Ramsay here, and I've got one hell of an announcement. Introducing Hell Seltzer, uh. my new hard seltzer, inspired by my Hell's Kitchen restaurants across the US. Okay. Just, it, I just don't, I don't like If that. those Hemsworth boys release a rosé, oh. I will spew. <laughs> Cameron Diaz has one too. She's uh, got one. Of course one. she does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course she does. You name a celebrity, chances they've got, are they've got, they've got one a, of these things. Yeah, a drink. I've had enough of it. Well, glad you brought it up because I'm releasing a drink next week. No, then, just kidding. Then this will be your last show. Let's it's, oh, you it's a cup of it's... my tears for having to deal with you guys every single day. <laughs> I'm going to sell it as... Tears of joy. Tears of... No. <laughs> Sometimes I'm really slack with cooking dinner and I just want the quickest and easiest meal you can possibly make. And I, I do enjoy cooking. I'm good at cooking, but I just really can't be bothered most of the time. So I look at the ingredients in my fridge and I put it together and I go, oh, what am I going to make? And so I Googled it. This was over the weekend. I Googled what to make with... I had chicken breast fillets. I had a few random things through my cupboard that I could slap together. And I came across a recipe. It's called Marry Me Chicken. It's a very strange title. There is a little bit of backstory to it. But basically what it is, I made a healthier version, but it's chicken thighs with a creamy sauce of garlic, fresh thyme, sun-dried tomatoes, chicken broth, heavy cream, and it's got parmesan and basil on the top. It is Oh my god. Delicious. It's so good. I've had it for the last four meals. So I had it for uh dinner the first night. I had it for lunch the next day. I had it for dinner last night and I had it for lunch today. That's how much this marry me chicken is so good. You've seen it in the office. A yeah, lot of people going, yeah. I've been eating it. It smells every, amazing. It's delicious. It, does. it looks amazing. It looked amazing the first time you rolled it out. When you rolled it out <laughs> second time with broccoli and brown rice. I mean you keep rolling it out like but that's why it's marry me chicken because it's so damn good. And when you I eat was, it once and it's like it's so I mean, good. Like I want to marry myself. It's that good. So, uh, but it got me thinking about where does this marry me chicken come from? So it's obviously an Italian recipe. But so many people have said I'd marry you for that chicken. Like oh my god, that's marriage material. That's chicken. why it's called that. That's why it's called marry me chicken because it's so delicious. People are like I would wifey you right now if that was the case. So you're chicken. That, that yeah. is a clincher in some relationships. When, Food when is you, the connection. When you get the connection and you go for that first meal and they make you up and they, 
You come away and you go, mate. She's a keeper, or mate, he's a keeper. Mm. He he is an unbelievable. Like, like that it, is it could be such curries a or something. But there is a thing you can get engagement roast chicken, which is very famous. What? Like because if you do a really good roast chicken, that's just like meant like marry that person. So, like if they do a good roast huh, chook. Uh, uh, but it's called the recipe's called enga- engagement roast chicken. Yeah, yeah, engagement roast chicken. That's What's divorce. Dobbo, how is your divorce? How's your divorce roast pork? No, I don't have any of that. I don't have any. I don't have any. I am a hopeless cook. Wouldn't it be divorce baked beans or something? <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be fancy, would no, it? You're right. You're It'd right, be a sad right. case of Campbell's stew <laughs> or something. <laughs> roast in a what's, can. What's <laughs> the best? <laughs> roast for one. What's the best thing that Amity cooks? Actually, you're, you've been a bit critical of Amity's cooking in the past. Yeah, I will say, since she's got HelloFresh, <laughs> Hello Amity's a very good cook. She's big on instructions. If she gets the recipe, she's got the ingredients. Right. She, she nails it. Time. She hasn't had time. She cooks HelloFresh at the moment, and, mate, I think tonight we're having some amazing meal. But sure. if I were – that, her cooking was – not the reason I married her. Okay. I just want to put that as That's a reference. That's fair. That, that, do, you, do you honestly think? There was no clincher. There was no meal that I thought, oh, she, oh she's oh. a <laughs> I, I would be surprised because, okay, it's called Marry Me Chicken. Yeah. I think that's a marketing exercise. I don't think. I think it's marriage material. I don't material. think it's... meals are the reason oh. people get married. Oh, there's have heaps you, of clinches. I don't think there is. Have you not had someone cook you a delicious carbonara or something no. and you'd be like, I'd marry that person? No, but my mate, never but lived. Mate, mate Michael, who's a chef, I can't oh, marry that's him. Not, are you going to marry your mate Michael? No, because well, I'd have to divorce my wife. And, to oh, to be expensive. honest with you, and I mean this genuinely, there's a movie called How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Yeah. And when he cooks, brings out the lamb. He's cooking the lamb. And he it, brings out the lamb with the glaze. And that's the clincher. That's, okay. I would marry right. that. That's a movie. I don't think there is a single relationship. You don't reckon? That has been born out of a meal. Or based on food. But I don't know. I don't think there's a single relationship. In fact, challenge. Challenge to the Triple M fan. One triple three five three. Did your relationship grow out of a meal? A meal. Food. Yeah. Did it start around a specific dish? Because yeah. I, I don't think there is one, Lisa. Okay. All right. I say yes. I, I reckon there is going to be. One of us is going to look very silly. Okay. In it's going to be you. Five minutes time. One of us. Watch your have... three. <laughs> Tell us your meal, please. <laughs> Kristen Woodridge. Good afternoon. Hey guys, how you going? Good. Have you got a relationship based on a meal? I sure have. Easter, six years ago, uh, I first time we sort of hooked up together, my uh, my current partner and I, she uh, came up to my house in Coranda. I was living up there with work, and uh, we cooked uh, buffalo wings. Oh. She made some random sauce, a blue cheese dipping sauce. Yes, perfect. With with some hot, drizzly other sauce that went over the top of it. It was just one of those meals that was messy and yummy and dirty, and it was just fantastic. So and I'm good. I'm it's Frank's we, red hot sauce is what's on buffalo that's it, wings. That's it. It's delicious. Frank's, Frank's, Frank's hot sauce, that's yes. it. And, you know, i, I got to tell you, with the whole relationship thing, I'm a type 1 diabetic. Food's a huge part of my life. She changed her whole cooking style to suit my needs. I love uh, that. Oh, that's you know, so nice. I've lost 22 kilos, oh. uh, and six years later, I couldn't be happier. Oh. And we have a deal in the kitchen now. She cooks, I clean. Oh, yeah, good. good. Love. That's a relationship built on. Yep. That's a good Fantastic. foundation. Perfect. Perfect. Good on you, Chris. Chris. Yes. You've proved me wrong. I apologise. Uh, Chris, we're going to send you and your beautiful, uh, very talented partner who cooks so well along to see the Brisbane Bullets take on the Tasmania Jack Jumpers, mate. Well done. Awesome, awesome. Thanks, guys. No, thank good, you, Chris. Good on you, Dan. Surely, that's, surely that's all yeah. of them. I don't know.
Dan from Waterford. G'day, mate. Hey, Tell us your story, brother. Hey, guys. How are you? All right. Hey, mate. Um, uh, my partner, Megan, we've been together about uh, 15 months now. And, um, well, her, her peanut um, curry chicken was, was just unbelievable. Oh, but, yum. you know, um, it's easy for me as a male to say, I can't follow that. I can't follow Chris. Chris, is just, that story is amazing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, Tell us more about but, the peanut curry. But, but amazing, I, I, I mean, I've got through, and, and she probably would have got through, but she is listening now. And I just want to say that one of the most humbling things for me was that she hadn't had anyone cook for her. Um, her relationships in the past. I mean, we're both 42. It's just the little things. The little things count so much these days, you know? Like, um, the curry, it's amazing. It's so easy for her to prepare, but she just nails it every single time. Damn it. And, you have um, been proven wrong, it. Liam. <laughs> That's, That's what it. makes love. Honest, yeah. Honestly, like, guys... Um, my steak and mushroom sauce and, oh. and, and whatnot, that seems to win it for her as Dan, well. Can yeah. I come for dinner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that's want to come for dinner. See what these are great relationships, Dan, Liam. You got plans this weekend? Uh, I, I, I do, but I can make uh, time for the bullets if that's what's going. Well, Absolutely. look, okay. Or do you want to go and see the supercars at the V, the GC500? What about that instead? That'd be amazing, yeah, guys. Yeah, mate. Thank we're gonna so we're much. gonna send you and your wonderful peanut curry cooking partner oh, along to see yum. the uh, supercars boost mobile Gold Coast five hundred this weekend. Nonstop entertainment. Uh, you can book tickets at Ticketek. Barbara in Mangrove Hill. Good afternoon. Afternoon, team. How are we? Good. good. Is your relationship built on food? Yes, I'd say it was. Um, so me and my partner, we first met when we were living together as flatmates, yeah. um, and uh, he's not really one for cooking at all. And he was a bit quirky, and out of the blue, he just said, you know what, I'm going to make some lentil soup. Oh. <laughs> and I just thought, lentil soup? That's an interesting one. Okay, yeah. go for it. Let's see how it turns out. And, yeah, it's been the best dish he's ever made and probably the only dish he can ever make. Oh. <laughs> so we, we just celebrated our That's third year anniversary this month. Oh, congratulations. Off the back of lentil soup. That's great. Barbara. Yeah. <laughs> I've just got a question about lentil soup. <coughs> yeah. Gassy. I was going to say, oh. that's, it leads to noise. A lot of fibre. A lot of fibre in, in the lentil soup. And so you got together after the lentil soup. I mean, it was, it was a fairly good dish. I have to give him, give him it. Okay. It was, just, it yeah, was, it was a well-done dish, to be honest. See, and he, says, says, he fell in love over a lentil. Nothing mm-hmm. says love like farting in front of your partner. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Let's, all right, you, Lisa, I get it. There are relationships that have been inspired by food. We've got time for one more. Though. David, good afternoon. How are we, gents? All Ladies. right. Tell us good. your story, mate. Dave? Uh, yeah, so um, my partner and I, we started dating earlier this year. So um, she lives out at Esk and uh, I did the, the our trip out to Esk and uh, she did a amazing roast pork with the crackle and stuff. Oh. And I thought, geez, I'm, I'm coming back for more of this. So I um, went back a couple of weeks later. I did a chicken and mushroom risotto from scratch and she, she told me I was the keeper. <gasps> See, right. another See. one. You, Liam, yeah, you are we, uh, so wrong. We're both, we're both ex, we're both ex hospitality or chefs, oh. and no, no, right. people. So um, we we pretty well yeah. put it up in the kitchen. So we fell in love pouring a glass of wine and chatting while we we're cooking dinner. Oh, I love that. So nice. Did you consummate in the kitchen? Oh, there Stop are. it! Stop it! Yeah. <laughs> Don't need to go there. No, that's, see, don't take it to the gutter. I'm not, I'm, ta- no, I'm, I'm not. I'm taking it to the kitchen. I'm taking it to the cooker. Oh. <laughs> Dave, you know. It's wine and dine, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, there, there you go. go. 
<laughs> a new sign on the Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas has caused an absolute uproar <laughs> in this country. Never have we been so divided after it says Australia's biggest sport unleashed in Vegas. Obviously talking about the rugby league heading to Las Vegas and doing a show over there. It has divided Australians by uproar by saying that rugby league is not Australia's biggest sport, particularly <laughs> comes from AFL, obviously. Hmm. Uh, Jeff Kennett, the previous Ugh. Victoria Premier and ex-AFL executive, called it crap. <laughs> and uh, Kane Corn said that they were delusional. So it goes without saying that some people are not super happy that rugby league have called themselves the number one Australia's biggest sport. She says crying over sport. spilt milk. Look, I'm being honest. Like, they, they're... Like pretty much, and I'm being honest with you, it's like the AFL are like they're, they're they're at the forefront of every decision. Like they get a lot of things right. Now they missed the jump on Magic Round, then mm, they copied, yeah. and they've missed the jump on this one. So for whatever they want to call it, just admit, guys, we could have done this, and then we could have called them that. Like, well, they did Shanghai AFL went yeah. there in yeah, 2010. Yeah, but that wasn't the AFL it's, endorsed. I, I think I'm. I think I couldn't agree, Lisa. It's spilt milk. This is. This is the AFL. And look, you know, you look across the metrics and the AFL could claim to be the biggest sport, but they're not going to America. So why why do you, are you Don't even – Don't worry about why it. Why do you care? Yeah. What I will say about the NRL right now, though, it's never been more important. Volandis has just been whining and dining mm. at the White House overnight with Joe Biden, the president, and Anthony Albanese. I don't see Gil McLaughlin there. And no. and Dobbo, what you told us the other week, yeah. that the next NRL franchise, the 18th team, is going to be based in PNG. PNG and that's that's being backed by a government who's willing to put in something like $20 million. For political for, for, reasons. For funding, and so it's political reasons. Throw in the fact that arguably it is the biggest sport because it's got the biggest players. They could have been talking about that. I'm just saying, <laughs> I mean... A burly front rower is a lot bigger than a, than a middle, yeah. uh, you know, a centre back or that whatever you call it. That was in the fine them. print yeah, you know, on like, the yeah. billboard. Yeah, just... the biggest players of sport. So, I mean, that was. It's interesting, you know. It, gambling is such a big, big thing now. Let's not think and people are saying, "Oh, what happens if we get an academy in America?" And potentially, you know, there's all these kids that don't make the NFL in gridiron, and what happens to them when they leave college? Mm. And if we started this academy. That's all well and good, but make no mistakes. This is about getting eyes in a huge market with a massive population that love gambling. If NRL can succeed and get a following, even a 0.5 of a percent of the population in California, the numbers are like 300 million in revenue a year. And that is the only reason. They can say it's growing the game, but it's about growing the betting pool, and then the revenue that the game makes. That's all it is. Well, that's it's what not... Vegas is. Everyone goes yeah. there to gamble. But, so. but, like, they want the California – they want eyes on it from around America, mm. and they believe that they absolutely, from this, can then generate some more revenue. Yeah. Well, I don't think Americans are probably going to be that invested, but I think for oh, They'll betting, bet on two cockroaches Yeah, up betting wall. they will, but in terms of interest in the game, I don't think that will happen. And let's be real. If the billboard said Australia's second biggest sport, I mean that's, <laughs> that's a, just selling, a little bit of marketing one hundred and one. Like yeah. there's, that is not how you sell something. No, so, that's right. Uh, spilt milk, AFL. Come on, be yeah. better. Yeah. You'll be okay. You'll be all right. It's almost time for us to get out of here. All eyes are going to be heading to HBF Park in Perth this evening because the Matildas are here. And wasn't local hero Sam Kerr just 
The fans were just everywhere when she landed. She didn't answer any questions from media, which is understandable, but it's so lovely to have the Matildas back. This is going to be the first of three Olympic qualifiers, so the journey starts now. This is for Paris. This is for Paris, so they've got to get through. If they want an easy run, they want to be able to win three of them. They're going up against uh, Iran tonight, Taiwan, and also Philippines. Mm. That's not the only good thing. They have sold out twice for these two games for Iran and Taiwan at 20,500 people. Wow, awesome. The best part against Philippines, they had to move the game to the Optus Stadium where they've sold out 59,000 seats to watch the Matildas versus Philippines. So it's just so great. Over 100,000 tickets have been sold to watch the Matildas and we're just so happy to see them back in our country and competing again. Um, We love this. This is, Dobbo, you spoke about it the other week on the show off the back of they had a record crowd at, at Ballymore for the Brisbane Raw. Sure. I don't think you can under... And I just, We obviously, we had the Matildas play a couple of times here during the World Cup, and there's so many Queenslanders in the side, and obviously we love that, Katrina Gorry, uh, Hayley Razzo, Tamika Yellup. But I don't think you can underestimate Sam Kerr playing in front of her home crowd there. You mentioned Imagine. it, Liesl, that She is the big, one of the biggest sports stars in the world right now, and for her to be back on her home deck... This is this is going to be another moment. I know it's not as big as the FIFA World Cup, but this will be another real moment for this well, team. Well, just to see her live again, mm. and she feels comfortable at home. She's a fairly reclusive yeah, person. Yeah. She's not very mm. vocal and in the media, so it's nice to be able to see her back and performing, and hopefully she feels yeah comfortable competing. Can, in we, can we just ask uh, the Federation, the Australian Federation of Soccer, to make sure that they just don't – yes, there's these three games here, but – Give them, give them to Melbourne one year. Give them to Sydney. Give them to Queensland. Yeah. yeah, spread them around. I like the fact that Perth get them because they didn't have the luxury. They're all there. But keep the foot on the throat. Keep them mm. playing and let them play at home because there is a real appetite for it. Well, if you're if you're a state government right now, seeing as you say, at least with those ticket sales, yeah. if you're a state government right now and there are fixtures for the Matildas up for grabs. You'd be going Jumping hat in it. hand to yeah. Football Australia right now, trying yeah. to trying to get them uh, scheduled in your state. So hopefully Anastasia and and Co are doing that uh, for the future for uh, some games here in Queensland. That's happening tonight. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow on our show, uh, we have some more Aussie music to celebrate. No, we can't say that word on air. <laughs> uh, the Angels will be joining us live on the show, and they're going to perform for us as well as we continue this celebration wow. of Australian music in Oz Way to end our week. It cannot wait. It's going to be a ripping way to end the Friday. They open the drinks fridge and we'll get stuck in. <laughs> All right, we do have to get out of here. Lisa Jones. Ciao for now. Dobbo. Farewell, my neighbours. We will see you tomorrow at 4 p.m. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Triple M's Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo. Weekdays from four. Also on the listener app.